Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. Today, we're going to address something that keeps coming up for people who are very small, or very unsmall, or rather large. And they have a difficulty. The difficulty is, and the issue is, the cottagecore skirts or flowing skirts are difficult to find, or broom skirts, when you're trying to dress in a way that reflects the theme that you're going for, because people don't come in standard sizes, they come in people sizes. So sometimes you can't find a skirt that's, you know, has a narrow enough waistband or a long enough hem or, or seam. There's always a little bit of something that's not quite the same as what's on the rack. And there's reasons for that. And there's some little solutions you can use also. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to have you open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on skirts and look for the page for DIY because today we're going to talk about how to make your own cottage core circle skirt because somebody has to and it shouldn't be that hard for everyone to enjoy themselves and dress how they want to dress. All right, let's get started. So I was looking at my social media feed today and I was really, really saddened to see that so many people had a hard time finding skirts that would fit them. Now I know that we usually don't think of the fact that people who are smaller may have as many issues as people who are larger than standardized sizing in finding a skirt. But it's true, these things do happen. One reason, usually people who are children or tall children will take the skirts for the adults because they fit them. The second reason is that again, everybody doesn't fit the same way. You may be very narrow-waisted, but be exceptionally tall or exceptionally short when it comes to the standard norm in our population. So again, the skirt may not fit. On the other side of that, or on the flip side, there are people who are very large and it's difficult for them to find skirts as well, especially if it's for cosplay or for period garments. But you know, there's companies out there that can accommodate you. One company is Holy Clothing. No, they do not endorse me, but they are a really good company you can use if you're ordering the clothes pre-made. But let's say you don't have money to do that, or you have some money, but you don't really want to do anything through the mail. That's fine. Let's talk about how to make our own. Before we begin, one of the things I want to talk about is the myth that there are sizes that are all the same. There's not. There are people who are called size models. That is their vocation. That is their job. And they are expected by different companies to maintain a particular waist size and 
shoe size and all those sizes, which means they have to meticulously watch their weight and their water intake because the clothing is designed around them. The patterns are designed around them. Well, what does this mean for us? It means that we may be a size 10 or a size 15 in the same garment, depending on what company made it. How can this be? All right, so let's talk about that. And I used an odd size for a reason, because not all size companies do the same thing. Not all sizes are the same. All right, so I have a daughter and her, and her friend are both the same height. And if they stood next to each other, you could tell one is a different size than the other. One is all torso almost, as far as they have a really long body, the other one has really long legs. And you can put the same sets of clothing on them in their respective sizes, but they will not fit the same. They won't. Part of that is a weight difference, but a big part of that is the size and bodily proportion difference. It's the same reason that if you're going to be a pilot in the Air Force, they make you get measured not just for regular height, but they have you sit down to see if you're too tall for the cockpit. I mean, it's just different. So, there's no wrong proportion. We're all just different. So today we're going to talk about the easiest kind of homemade circle skirt. That is not going to be super finished. It's more along the line of a costume or a casual project. You wouldn't wear it for a formal event or anything. But it's good for just kicking around the house. And that's the circle skirt. Simple circle skirt. Go to your local, I want to say dollar store or maybe event store, party store. In Michigan, we call them party stores. Find a round tablecloth, the largest one you can find. And then you're going to go to your fabric store or your resale shop if they have fabric. Get something at least 64 inches wide. And you're going to need anywhere from one to two yards of it. And you're going to use the circle skirt um, pattern. And the way you're going to make that pattern is you're going to take that package of the, um, the tablecloth package. The, it's preferably the plastic one. You're going to fold it in half, and you're going to take the fabric and fold it in half. And this is where the magic happens. You're going to need some straight pins for this, and you're going to pin that tablecloth that's folded in half. You're going to take the fold and line it up with the fold of the fabric that you have that's folded in half. You're gonna fold it in half the same way you would pull it off the bolt, okay? And what's gonna happen is, and you'll be able to tell how to line this up simply by how it lays. 
you're going to align it fold to fold. What's going to happen is you're going to hold it in place and then you're going to cut that material to where you're basically cutting it along the edge of that fabric to make a half circle. So basically the tablecloth is your pattern. Once you've done this, you have a choice to make. You could do it again and make two of them, or you could leave it at the single. Now, if you're very small, one of them should be fine. You, you shouldn't have to do more than one unless you want it to be super full. If you're larger, you may want to extend your pattern, and you can do this by adding about five inches to the bottom of that tablecloth edge all the way around while you're cutting. So you're going to have to use a compass or you're going to have to measure it out by using a pencil in the center of your folded material uh, at the fold. So you're going to measure it from end to end and you're going to put the pencil in the middle, put a string and extend it out with a piece of chalk or soap so you can enlarge your pattern. There's, there's plenty of stuff online to show you how to enlarge a pattern and that'll give you more length. And let's get into why you might want to make two. The, me the reason you might want to make two is in case you want to make a double circle skirt. And that's a whole other issue. It'll be really full, and it's a little bit more complicated than the skirt we're making now. So we'll get to that in a second. But for this particular thing, once you've done that, you are going to cut your opening for how you're going to get into it. And this is tricky because if you cut all the way around, you're going to make it a large opening. I'm not going to teach you anything about putting an elastic because I think that'll make the, the situation more difficult. The easiest thing to do is to get a charging plate and put it at the fold, halfway on, halfway off, trace around it and cut. Once you've done that, you've got the opening to your skirt, then you can actually either cut a slit down the fold all the way up to that hole and then you're going to sew a waistband string basically a tie belt that's going to be wider than the hole on along the edge and you've basically made a wraparound circle skirt and it should overlap make sure you give yourself enough of a waistband so you can tie it firmly I'd say at least, at least, you're gonna need 48 inches of material to use as your tie, as your belt. And this is a simple circle skirt. It's pretty easy. If you want a really full one, you might wanna make a double circle. And the way you're gonna do that is you're gonna to have to cut some pleats in the top. And there's instructions online. I can try to talk you through it but it might be difficult but basically the operation is this you're going to make a bunch well maybe four uh panels 
and you'd have to stitch them together. And I don't know if you want to do that, but if you do and you are not just sewing by hand, make it in the four panels, leaving an opening like an upside down uh, V, or an upside down triangle of gaps, then you would stitch them together, basically you're darting, and then you would attach them to the tie belt and it'll be very, very full. And if this sounds complicated, you can find better instructions online, but this is the easiest way for me to tell you how to do it. Now there's going to be people here saying a wrap skirt is not a circle skirt, a circle skirt is not a wrap skirt, they are not the same. And you are correct, however, in this particular case, you could, instead of cutting it and making it a wrap, only cut it halfway. Why would you do that? Because you want it to overlap um, at the top so it gathers up and you don't have a giant gaping area that's going to just fall off. By cutting it, you make sure it measures properly. It's also going to flare, so that's good too. Try this with an old sheet from a resale so that you can get the technique down for the first time. Then once you've got it, you can make this skirt again and again. This pattern also works to make a cape. You just cut up the very uh, side so that you would actually have an opening and a closing. So I recommend you try it a couple times. You could also practice on a Barbie doll with a very small version of this. Usually a doily or a coaster will work for your tracing, a tiny piece of fabric, and you will be able to see how this works. Instead of fabric the first time for your practice on your fashion doll, you would use felt. Why? Because it's easier to, for you to see the pattern emerge. After you make it with felt the first time, you can make it with cloth. Once you get that pattern down, you can make it human size. Because now you've got the technique down. You'll also find it's easier to work with fashion dolls to find where you put your slit at the top if you don't cut it all the way through and just have it overlap a little bit. Your sewing skills may vary, so your results will vary as well. Once you've got your skirt practice down and you've done it a couple times, don't be shy. Try out some weird patterns as far as the color of the print and things that are printed on it. Maybe add some things. I don't know, maybe add some mushroom patches. Remember, this is just a fun project. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not a Steinway piano. It's not even a baby grand. It'll be okay. If you mess up, who cares? It's yours. And also, you can add pockets because you made it yourself, and that's always great. Don't feel you have to add pockets in the side. You can actually stitch a pocket on a panel of the skirt in the front. It's just that simple. Cut out a pocket and stitch it right onto the front. It doesn't have to match. It's cottagecore. It's going to be great. You can make it patchwork if you want it. Only your imagination limits what you can accomplish and what you can do.
Personally, I would love to see someone make a skirt out of flannel jackets. I think that would be amazing, especially in fall. So we're at the end of the episode, but before we go farther, or actually further, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about one more thing. Fabric is strange. Just because a pattern works with one kind of fabric doesn't mean another kind of fabric will work the same way. It won't hang the same way, it may unravel, it may fray. So make sure you know your fabric before you do this. Talk to the person at the fabric store before you do that. I love sharing these kind of fun projects with my friends, and we're friends, right? And I look forward to seeing you here on my Magical Cottagecore Life, and watch out for the new book.